Hello there. I'm Renata Benadi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where we have very casual, unstructured conversations that will help you nail your next job. And if you want to have more of a structure and informal uh, content for your job hunting and future career development, wait a couple of months and keep in touch with us because I'm developing an online course and it will be available soon. In fact, if you subscribe to my newsletters, you will be the first to know. So hang on and um, it's coming. But this content today is uh, one that I um, delivered um, a week ago at a conference in Sydney. So I was invited by the Australian Institute of Mining and Metallurgy to be one of the speakers at their leadership annual leadership summit. And I said yes, of course. And off I went to Sydney. It was a horrible rainy day and I almost did not make it to Sydney. It's one of those days where both airports were closed, Melbourne and Sydney, and I just made it into Sydney. So that was good. And I did record my uh, presentation and I was hoping to upload it as a podcast, but the quality of the sound was so bad. So I'm having to do it again. And I was really pumped that day. And I will try to be just as excited today about it. It's a very interesting topic, one that I think is not entirely like unique, but it's a blended mix of things that I've read for um, different sectors not related to career development as such. And I will try to remember all the sort of references because these things sometimes go back years. But um, I promise I will <laughs> make my, a very big effort to give you additional resources if you want to follow up and more and or just, you know, investigate where, you know, I came up with weird ideas if you think that they're weird or you're curious about them. So this episode is going to be about building your own narrative and your ability to tell stories about yourself, which some people find really awkward. I'm one of those. And that's probably why I'm so drawn to this and why I've sort of developed some techniques that I want to share with you as well. And if this type of content is for you and you're currently in the market for a new job and you're sort of looking at developing opportunities for advancement of your career. If you want tips to advance into a promotion, let's say, so that you don't have to move to a different employer or such, but all those sort of, um, they kind of amalgamate in this kind of what I call the melting pot of career readiness, just being ready for when you do need to get a new role or you want to get a new role. And um, career readiness is really important to be built and developed over time and not when you need it. Quite frankly, you have to spend some time getting good at this and building your own narrative because that's what some folks call personal brand. And if you're rolling your eyes now, just stick around. And I promise it's not as annoying as it seems. It's actually an important, a very important aspect. And I will try to explain that in a way that is not a vomit inducing, guys. So hang on. Um, you will need to check the notes because I will post. I'm not sure if the uh, podcast episode notes can actually handle illustration. So I will make sure that there is a link to my website so that you can see the illustrations. I will try my best to describe them 
But um, if you are really keen to develop your personal narrative, it might be worth just taking some time to look at the illustrations on my website, okay? Okay, so let's dive into it, as they say. All right, uh, I'm opening my illustration so I can actually know what I'm talking about and closing some of my earlier notes. Yes, guys, I am organized. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, especially when I'm uploading my podcast, to be honest, but I am and I have notes. So, yeah, years of personal trial and error has led me to what I'm about to say. So it's something, like I said, I've compiled things and it's not worthy of a book, but it's definitely enough to fill up in an episode of a podcast. And I'm sharing it with you. And it can be a little bit controversial at times. I like to challenge status quo and best practices and sort of look at something and say, are you sure? It seems like the emperor has no clothes. Can we just reevaluate how we're doing this? And, um, and, and, you know, if you have that attitude and you're kind of questioning things, oh, please do and just leave me comments and let's continue to talk about it in future episodes because there is no, there is not one way of doing things. In fact, this is a really interesting uh, side chat here that I'm, going, I'm about to go into. I was following a thread on uh, one of my private Facebook groups and somebody was looking for a an executive coach and um, asked around, you know, do you know anybody? And people would say things like, oh, make sure that you get one that has been very, very successful, you know, as a CEO. Don't just go about and get anyone. And that made me think of people that follow advice from winners of a lottery tickets and ask them, you know, how did you do it? And they would say, oh, you know, these are the numbers that I've sort of did over and over again until I I won. And what you're doing when you're looking at winners is that you're not looking at losers. So ideally, what you want to get as consultants or coaches or mentors are people that have a well-rounded experience, that they wear the success badges just as proudly, sorry, that they wear their failure badges just as proudly as their success badges, right? You want people to let you know um, that things are not as easy as they seem. And if they had a very linear career, they may not be exactly the best coaches for you. And that's how I feel it. You know, I have had wonderful coaches. Uh, Shout out to my coach if you're listening. Uh, She's not with me anymore, but I do miss her a lot. And she's a good friend. And, you know, I think I learned a lot from things that she went through in her career and I wouldn't categorize them as successes as such. I would categorize them as, you know, maturing as an executive and developing her skills to deal with very challenging situations, which she was then able to pass on to me. So trial and error and success and comes with, with, you know, identifying what works for you. And in this case, developing a personal narrative is, of course, very personal. But it's something that I'm curious about because I have found that people hate talking about themselves, even when they're very good at talking about other stuff 
right? They may be very good talking about their own companies or products or family or projects. But when it comes to talking about themselves, which we covered in the first episodes of this podcast, uh, when we were talking about interviews, it it gets tricky. And I developed this uh, idea and I went all the way down to my early teens when I uh, read a book that really touched me and really taught me a lot. And that book I will put in the show notes. It's Roland Barthes' A Lover's Discourse. Okay, so um, I went into a rabbit hole of trying to find my notes and had to pause and restart. So if there's a bit of a weird kind of sound there, it's because I had to cut the recording. And I try not to do that because I want this to be really unstructured and, and casual. So apologies for that. But here we are again. So I started my presentation last week talking about the fact that I felt awkward about talking about myself very early on. And I think that that's the case with many people. But I was very lucky that I uh, found a uh, tiny book by Roland Barthes named A Lover's Discourse. And it was about love and falling in love and falling out of love. And in a way, it has to do with falling in love with anything, not just the person, but it could be a career, a job, um, and also falling out of love and, and changing. And I'm very lucky that I had access to this text early on and I was obsessed with it. I read it over and over and over again and I think it had a huge influence in my life and it allowed me to courage to pursue different career paths and and have the ambition and the confidence to, to make uh, different um, um, options job-wise for me personally and help other people achieve that too. So in that text there is uh, one paragraph where Roland Barthes writes about how hard it is to write about oneself and how unfashionable it is and it's dull and it's really boring and, and it really dilapidates the whole point of that you're trying to make because it's, you know, it's not fashionable, as he says. He, he uses the word outmoded. And I, I really like that. And I think it's, it's very telling. And it speaks especially in this culture that I live in now, which is the Anglo-Celtic, Anglo-Saxon culture. There is more of a reluctance to speak about oneself and to be a tall poppy. Tall poppy is a term that we use a lot in Australia really worry about those things so much in Latin America, let me tell you. But um, even there and even everywhere, uh, I think that talking about oneself is, is an awkward thing to do. And ironically, it's what you have to do when you apply for a job. So you have to train yourself and find techniques to avoid feeling awkward about it. One thing that we have a lot of um, commonality everywhere is the lack of clarity that we give people about our careers. And it's not every profession that has that situation. For example, if you're a paramedic or a nurse or a general practitioner or, you know, a carpenter, those professions where you tell what you do and immediately people know, oh, I really am so jealous of people that are in professions like that. And if you're it, just, you know, hang on so you can have empathy for some of your friends. But in my case, I'm a executive coach. I am a business transformation consultant. I have a business where I help organizations deal with massive disruption. 
it's very hard to explain that to other people. <laughs> when I'm in a barbecue or a dinner party or wherever,、uh, and we tend to be very vague about it, and we tend to talk in jargon language about it too, and that excludes people. So、um, one more reason for us to kind of talk about this topic about developing a narrative and a story that engages the listener. You really don't know where your next job is going to come from.、Uh, this podcast is not just apply for jobs that are available for you on a nice, you know, LinkedIn ad. This is about opportunities that can come your way in different ways, and to be ready and able to explain to people what you do and what your skills are, and, and how you use it is really important, right?、Um, secondly, when talking about us. I find that, and this is probably more acute with women, but I think men will also relate. Let me know in the comments、um, in on my website. But we have this tendency to want to do a very good job and to externalize to other people, project the understanding of the job that we do onto other people. For example, we often hear that people will work really hard and expect to be promoted. They will work long hours and expect to be perceived as、um, a good colleague and team member. What we should be doing is actually taking ownership of our own narrative about what we do and feeling confident about talking about it without feeling like a Prick or being a prick, you don't want to do that. So once again, kind of, I'm just kind of doing the introduction, the opening statements, probably for longer than you need. But I um I really feel that it's important. Sorry, just dropped my mic. It's important for us to go through this because I don't think we talk about this enough. So there you go. And then when you do have to do it and you're not prepared. Let's say you go to a job interview, or you you're talking about a project that you're doing at work, and you're asked to talk about it. We dig a hole for ourselves by maybe being having this kind of, but being perceived as being a false humble person. So you tend to you want to convey humility. But you shouldn't, because you've been asked to to deliver a speech on a project you've just led, delivered, done. But you kind of dig a hole for yourself as you're doing it, and you kind of feel like you're going down that rabbit hole, and you don't know how to come out. And you can be perceived as disingenuous. And I ask you to go through the episode notes to read them.、Uh, Quote I will have there from Roland Barthes, and you might sort of relate to it. I hope you like it. So what to do? Well, first of all, you. It's important to have this understanding that the way that you will tell your story, and the people that you can access directly. You know that one degree of between you and the and and people that you're talking to, as opposed to. Of two, three, six degrees of of、um, connection, you that's a very small number, and that's a very small group that you will be accessing directly. So I'll let's I'll have to come up with an example so it's easier and faster for all of us. Let's say you have、um, 
finished a very important project that you were part of for your employer. And that story needs to be told, right? So it needs to be celebrated. It's a milestone. It saved the company money. It's implemented something that has been months or years in the works. And you can tell that story in a report. You can tell that story on LinkedIn to your boss at a conference if you're invited to be a speaker and you're of course telling that story to your team all the time and let's say if there was a client involved you're telling that client as well now those first links then become like a spider web of storytelling and chinese whispers and these people will tell others and your boss will tell his boss or their head boss and your client will tell other teams within that organization and your team will go to the water cooler and talk to their colleagues and in fact they might bump into your boss and tell the story and you want those stories to be consistent you want those stories to be as correlated as possible right and that that has everything to do with you guessed it your personal branding so what you are hoping to do is to identify what you want to be known for as a professional at that point in time let's say from now until five years from now this point in time and you want to develop your experience your leadership style your professional development and your network to emphasize that strength that you want to build and be known for. That's a marketing, a personal marketing strategy for you. So if you're in project management and you want to be known for being an excellent project manage, manager who works in an agile factor, fashion, you should be focusing all of those elements to add to that marketing strategy, that personal marketing strategy of yours. So that when your personal public relations happens, it will be addressing what you want it to address. And people at the water cooler will be saying, you know, uh, Peter was excellent at managing this project and she is the expert in Agile in this company. That's public relations. And personal branding is when a new client comes to you and say, you've delivered a great job for client X, and I am now here asking you to deliver similar results for me. That's personal branding. It's when your message that you've wanted amplified comes back to you and you don't want a message that comes back to bite you <laughs> that would be a mistake right so guys i guess that's um uh where i'm going to leave you with the um uh, presentation was much longer than this uh i don't know how i managed to deliver last week in 20 minutes but i will have to cut this podcast short because i want to make sure i don't go on for too long you know you have to be able to listen it listen as you are commuting to work that's my my motto and my goal so i will do the second half of presentation i did some other time and i hope that you've enjoyed it so just summing it up make sure that you understand that it's not only you that 
is delivering the message about you that the personal branding and that is important is the one that starts from you as you de develop your marketing your personal marketing strategy so as an example if you want to be known as a project manager who uh, is an expert in agile then you will focus all your skills and professional development and network and job opportunities and, and project opportunities to emphasize and reinforce that to the point that that message gets amplified without you being the deliverer of that message and it will come back to you and allow you more work opportunities in the area that you have chosen to be good at. Okay, everybody, excellent work. I um, have mentioned a book. I will mention a book every week. And even though you may think it's not a career book, I do think it's worth reading. It's small and it might help, especially people who are reassessing their careers and coming to terms with the idea of changing paths and going into a different direction and feeling possibly a bit guilty about it don't feel guilty read this tiny book by roland barthes it's called a lover's discourse and i will have a link to it in the um, episode notes all right don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast and um, check my website and i hope to see you back here some other time at um i don't i, will, I won't see you but I hope that you keep connected. Ciao for now.